0: Hello and welcome, everybody. I am C Money, and this is the Victoria Sports Podcast. And today, we're going to be going over the post Hell in the Cell edition of Monday Night Raw. And I'm talking about Lana and Bobby Lashley, the last women's standing match between Lacey Evans versus Natalia, Robert Root and Dolph Ziggler versus the Viking Raiders, the two-on-one handicap match between the returning Singh Brothers versus Alistair Black, the OC versus the Lucha House Party, Asuka and Kyrie Sane versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, Ricochet versus Apollo Cruz. And the battle, the mayhem, the chaos, the scrum, whatever you want to call it, between Braun Strowman and that's right, Tyson Fury, all on this edition of the Victoria Sports Podcast. So let's get right into it. Monday Night Raw from Baker's. Bakerfield, California, has started off with a doozy. You have Randy Orton and King Baron Corbin jumping Rusev in the ring. And what happens is there's a scrum going on and they're battling back and forth. And then Randy Orton and Corbin roll out of the ring, walk to the top of the ramp, and then you have this vignette of... Bobby Lashley and Lana while Rusev is in the ring, and Bobby Lashley's talking about how he's going to have a good time tonight, and he's not going to have a good time alone. He's going to have a good time with, that's right, Rusev's wife, the ravishing Russian, Lana. Now, personally, I don't know where they're going with this. I don't know what's happening, if this is something that has to do with Total Divas and maybe they're um starting something uh that's continuing from Total Divas and they're working with a storyline from that. I don't know what picture they're putting Rusev in with this, but to be totally honest, I don't know where they're going. But maybe this is their way of bringing Rusev back. They're going to turn him heel or babyface. And I don't know, maybe he joins um uh Team Hogan. Uh at the next pay-per-view, because we do have Team Flair versus Team Hogan, and Randy Orton is actually going, and Baron Corbin are on Team Flair, representing Team Flair, and you have right now just Seth Rollins uh, representing Team Hogan, so I'm sure we'll probably see later down the line a tag team match between Seth Rollins and Rusev versus Baron Corbin and Randy Orton. Me personally... And I honestly think Match of the Night" went to the last women's standing match between Lacey Evans and Natalia. Um, Natalia gets back up after a nine count uh, as Evan continues tossing her into the set. Evans goes for a suplex off the stage, but's blocked. Natty, with a suplex of her own, then powerbombs Lacey off of the stage through a table. And one, two, three, four, five, and so on, all the way till ten, your winner, Natalia. Now, I don't know uh after the match, Natty stands on top of the announce table and poses as her music hits, but I don't know what this means for Natty. Does this mean that she's next up against the man, Becky Lynch? Is she next up against Charlotte Flair? Natty's kind of in this in-between stage where she's one of the top tier women but yet at the same time she constantly keeps taking Ls to Sasha and Charlotte and Becky and Bailey. What does this mean for Lacey? Yes, Lacey can contend with Sasha, Becky, Bailey and Charlotte, but yet she's not quite good enough to go ahead and beat them. I don't know where they're going with 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 uh Lacey. I think Lacey would be a good champion to have and have Becky chase Lacey all the way up until through WrestleMania, but that's just your boy's prediction. Um, after that, we have Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus the Viking Raiders, and um, the champs hit... A a big spine-buster zigzag combo to the Viking Raiders. Ziggler knocks Ivar off the apron. Rude covers Eric, but he still kicks out at two. Rude can't believe it. Rude calls for the glorious DDT as he waits for Eric to get up. More back and forth. The Raiders hit the double-team Viking experience on Ziggler for the pin and the win for a non-title match. Your winners, the Viking Raiders. Now, this tells me that the Viking Raiders are up next. And I don't care if they're getting drafted to Raw, if they're getting drafted to SmackDown, if they get sent back to NXT. The Viking Raiders are your number one contenders for any tag team championship. It doesn't matter to me. But these guys, they need to be holding gold. And I'd suggest sooner rather than later. Following that, we have the two-on-one handicap match. The Sing Brothers versus Alistair Black. The returning Sing Brothers. Who had these super sweet outfits on? To me, and what they reminded me of was kind of like um like like the heart foundation, uh, where one of them had this cool vest with like this black and pink on and uh it kind of looked like the British Bulldog's vest. And then you had um you had one of the brothers with like he kind of looked like the way the young bucks dress with those tights with the uh uh the frazzly um uh at, at the bottom of the boots which looked pretty cool uh i think the they came looking good the sing brothers but um they uh, they met their demise in, uh, in Alistair Black. Black turns around and delivers a big black mass to drop one of the Singh brothers. Sunil charges to fight back, uh, but Black applies a new submission and quickly gets the easy win. So, uh, Alistair has been asking anyone to accept his challenge, and a few people, and now teams, have even accepted his challenge. So, I wonder what this all means for Aleister Black. Are they waiting for a champion to challenge him? Because I don't see that happening. I don't see someone like Shinsuke Nakamura uh, or AJ Styles challenging him for no reason. I feel like he would have to challenge them if it's for a title. So I'm, I'm really interested to see where this leads for Aleister. Next up. We have the Lucha House Party versus the O.C. Calisto unloads on AJ and hits a Hurricane Rana. Calisto with a springboard kick to AJ. Calisto spikes AJ face first with another Hurricane Rana, which looks devastating, but AJ kicks out at two, with the help of Anderson, Metalik, and Gallo's get involved now. Calisto dumps Gallo's to the to the floor. AJ blocks uh, Salida del Sol. AJ counters a move and nails a kick. AJ then rocks Dorado off the apron with a forearm. AJ springboards back into the ring with a phenomenal forearm to Kalisto for the pin and the win. And yes, your winners are the OC, the original club. Now, I'm super boosted that they have uh, Gallus Anderson finally doing something. It's cool that they paired him with AJ Styles. That kind of gives us that old uh, Bullet Club feel from back in New Japan. But if I kind of feel like they should be like a dynasty a little bit. Kind of like how the Undisputed Era is in NXT where I think Gallus and Anderson should be holding some sort of gold along with AJ Styles. It shouldn't just be one of them representing his champion. I think after this next draft that they could be a real dominant force um, into... uh, I think whether they go to SmackDown or if they get drafted to Raw would be pretty dope. But I don't know. Time shall shall show us what they do with that. But I think they're not going to win any gold up until uh that draft is completed this Friday night, which is the kickoff for the draft on SmackDown and Fox. After that we have a, a a kind of a quick segment where they show Tyson Fury backstage with his family. He's got like 30 kids. This guy, Tyson Fury. There was a, a whole litter of kids around this man. I was like, good grief. I don't know what uh, what that's looking like, but Christmas time around that house must be a wild. Next up, we have Asuka and Kyrie Sane, the Kabuki Warriors, versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Sane signals for the big elbow and climbs the top rope, that glorious elbow by the way, which honestly I don't see anyone else in the business that has a better elbow than her, but I would say next up next to her would be the Velveteen Dream on NXT, which is pretty crazy. So as she climbs the top, Lynch cuts her off and rocks her. Lynch then launches Sane to the mat from the top rope. Sane kicks Lynch, but she comes off the second rope with a leg drop. Sane then kicks out at two as Oscar breaks it up. Flair runs into the ring, and knocks Oscar off the apron with a big boot. That big boot, good grief! Oh my God! Oscar ate that big boot. Um, it it. <laughs> that thing looked fierce. Uh, Sane takes uh, out Flair with a knee, then leads to Becky applying the disarmor on Sane. And I didn't think Kyrie was gonna get close to reaching for the rope, um, because that armbar was, or I'm sorry, the disarmor was was pretty locked in. Oscar then runs over and spits the green mist at Becky to break it up. Sane takes advantage, rolls Becky up for the pin, and the win. Your winners, the Kabuki Warriors, who just happened to win the tag team championships. The previous night at Hell in a Cell, which I won't even get into, it, but it was by far the uh, the the worst um, pay-per-view I have seen in WWE in quite a long time. It was uh, extremely devastating having to watch that. It was it was Hell in a Cell. Next up, Ricochet versus Apollo Cruz. Ricochet. With, st- with a standing shooting star press for a close two count. Then, Ricochet goes to the top, but is forced to roll through on the landing. Cruz fights and nails an enziguri. Cruz with a standing moonsault of his own for a close two count. Cruz then lifts Ricochet up, but he slides out. Ricochet goes on and hits the recoil for the pin and the win. Now, before this had happened, Ricochet had said, Hey... This may be my last match on Monday Night Raw, and who else better to have it against than my real-life best friend, Apollo Crews. Uh, As we all know, the draft is happening on Friday. So, yes, this could be the last match. I don't know. If this is going to be between WWE, if this is between uh, WWE and Fox, just Fox, Eric Bischoff, Vince, and Paul Heyman and in, in terms of who goes where. But I'm pretty sure that since the draft starts off at SmackDown this Friday on Fox, that I, I'm pretty sure Fox is going to have some sort of say-so in this where they can go ahead and... Um, You know, I I guess like pick and choose who they want, I suppose, but I don't know. We'll 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 see uh, what happens Friday. Me personally, if I had the first pick of the draft and I have to pick someone to represent my brand for the show, I'm going with the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. I think he has the most experience. I think he's the most clutch. I think he's the phenomenal one, and no one else in WWE right now is going to do it any better. So if it was me, that would be my first pick, AJ Styles. Um, The announcers lead us to a video package on The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus the Universal Champion Seth Rollins in last night's Hell in a Cell main event. We then see Tyson Fury walk through the backstage area, shaking hands with several superstars, and then back to a commercial. Back from the break, Vic confirms the Viking Raiders versus Dolph Ziggler and Rude for next week with the titles on the line. So I guess that's kind of a spoiler alert that the Viking Raiders and Dolph Ziggler aren't going anywhere from Raw or SmackDown. I don't know. Maybe. We'll check it out. WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler is in the ring. Security is surrounding the ring. Lawler gives a big introduction to the professional boxer Tyson Fury. And he comes out to a huge pop. So people definitely know who Fury is, which is awesome. And Fury actually kind of looks like he could be a wrestler himself. Lawler asks Fury about last week's SmackDown incident with Braun Strowman and why he's here tonight. Fury gives a shout-out to uh, Bakersfield first. You know, cheap pop, all good. And then Fury says he was here last week minding his own business, but Braun tried to make him look like a fool. Fury says... He is here to demand an apology tonight. Lawler goes to speak but music interrupts and comes out Braun Strowman. Strowman marches to the marches down to the ring and steps over the rope as he enters. The fans are chanting as uh Braun marches down to the ring and it was a it was a pretty big pop that, uh, Braun got, and when Braun comes down, he looks bigger than Tyson, and the fans are chanting, get these hands, get these hands, get these hands, as they stare each other down. Strowman says he was messing around with trying to have fun with Fury on SmackDown, until he saw how Fury looked at him, like he wanted a piece, which is why he shoved Dolph Ziggler into him. Strowman says he was saying, let him go, let him go, when security pulled him off SmackDown. Strowman says the last thing Fury wants is to get in his ring. Because he doesn't know what Strowman is capable of, Braun says he will eat him for lunch. And then Braun and Tyson Fury get into this big scrum, and they're battling back and forth, and you got referees trying to hold them back. And then you got Tyson Fury punching out referees. You got Braun on the other side of the ring punching out referees in his corner. And then they start battling and tackling each other again and scrumming again. Then you have the locker room pour out, and you have to have the locker room come out and try to put these guys back so that way they're not fighting each other. But they can't handle it. You got Braun battling through guys. He's tossing them out of the way. You got Tyson Fury on the other side of the ring. And he's tossing people out of the way. It's crazy. And they're just battling back and forth, punching each other, rolling outside of the ring, jumping on each other while they're getting held back, back and forth. I don't know where this is leading to. But what I do know is this got WWE on ESPN it got WWE on be talking on Fox so a lot of people are talking about Tyson Fury's involvement in WWE and how he showed up and got into it with Braun Strowman I don't believe there's going to be a contest but maybe there'll be a team representing uh Tyson Fury against Braun and his team maybe uh maybe they will have like a Floyd Mayweather big show type match who knows but I honestly think that this is going to be huge for WWE and huge for Braun because Braun got some notoriety. And I don't think he's the type of person that necessarily needs a title because of the reaction that he gets from the fans. But it's pretty cool that he gets to be the one that has this um, a one-off. Hopefully it's not a one-off with uh, this interaction with Tyson Fury, the heavyweight boxing champion of the world, the Gypsy King. Okay, the Gypsy King. So where this leads Braun where this leads, Tyson's, uh, Tyson Fury. You got to pay attention to Monday Night Raw next week because it's going to be a hot show. I don't know where they're gonna, um, they're gonna have Braun in the show, but I'm sure he's gonna start the show coming off talking about what happened last week. Will Braun get suspended for punching referees? Who knows? Will he get fined? Maybe, but we shall see next week. Well, y'all, I thank y'all for listening. I thank y'all for watching, and I thank y'all for commenting. You can find your boy on Instagram, cmoney.exe, for your breaking news sports videos. And you can find my podcast, The Victorious Sports Podcast, on Apple Music, Spotify, and all of your favorite podcast apps. Till the next episode, peace and love, everybody. It's your boy, C-Money, and I am out.